0: hello and welcome to this service accommodation property podcast now today for you we have got rob and rob and mark hodgkiss from in hot property so they've been doing service accommodation for many years now they've been doing rent to sa around the country also in london and they've done some sa in norwich different areas where else other than norwich have you done sa guys north yorkshire bedford yeah so all over the place now they're focusing mainly on the Harrogate area now, on doing essay on their own portfolio, so they're growing their own portfolio, but also, and the focus or the, the subject of this particular presentation, turning guest house B&Bs into apart hotels, so it's something that an awful lot of people are interested in learning more about these days, it's really exciting property strategy. Do you know what? I've never been more excited about service combination than I have now because of this particular strategy. So really excited about this presentation. Can I have a massive round of applause for Rob and Mark
1: Hodgkiss? Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for that lovely introduction. I'm Rob Hodgkiss. It's Mark, my brother, and business partner Mark Hodgkiss. So we have We're in hot Property, um, but we have now developed a guest-facing brand, Harrogate Stays. And under the brand Harrogate Stays, we have kind of three properties. The first is Bank Chambers, which is a set of service departments in a block in a lovely grade two listed bank building. That was a conversion we completed a number of years ago. And now added to that portfolio, we've also got Fountains Guesthouse and the Belmont Park Hotel. The Belmont Apart Hotel is the project that we've undertaken during lockdown and through that we'll talk a little bit more as we go through the presentation. Effectively, this strategy is transforming a tired, underperforming bed and breakfast or guest house in a good location that has all the essentials and creating a smart boutique apart hotel, offering an increased number of rooms, Um, A higher quality of room with better occupancy and increased nightly rates. And some examples there, obviously not available to see for the podcast, but examples of where we started and where we've moved to with this property. So where does this strategy kind of fit? And I took the progressive strategy kind of pyramid, and we've got buy-to-lets at the bottom working up, and we've got the advanced strategies of commercial, commercial conversions and service accommodation. And obviously, we're taking service accommodation and adding a little bit of secret sauce on top of that. And I kind of started thinking about it in a slightly different way. And I've said in a number of different forums that service departments is essentially a single let on speed. Everything happens quicker. Everything happens more intensely. The income's higher. The costs are higher. And it's a sort of adrenaline-fueled single let the other option of increasing the value of a single or of a property is to take it down the HMO route and having more units within that property. And then you take it one step further and go, okay, an apart hotel is kind of an SA, almost merged with an HMO. So you've got the whole thing where you've got much more, uh, rooms, much more individual units within a property, but oper- operating at the intensity of a service department. So what we've done and what we look for in the properties that we take on is potential. And we're looking at that in three different areas. Firstly, starting with scale, where can we add scale to the property that's there? Can we add the number of rooms? And then adding value to the rooms that we've got. So increasing the rates and increasing the occupancy that we can get from those rooms. Now... Compound interest is Albert Einstein there. Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. If I take those three things and kind of compound them, um, then we kind of look at this kind of model that we've, well, Mark, actually, I've got a credit mark with coming up with this. Um, and if you look at the turnover, and I've just called that 100, could be 1,000, could be whatever unit you want it to be. But let's talk turnover <laughs> across a year. So if we add 50% Increasing the number of rooms. So in our case, we've gone from eight rooms to 12 rooms. And if we could do more than that, then that's even better. And then we add a 20% increase in occupancy. And let's face it, these tired guest houses are people, people running them. Um, don't want to work too hard. They kind of don't have it outsourced. They don't have managers in. They're cooking the breakfast themselves. They're cleaning the sheets themselves. They're doing the laundry. They're doing everything. So they don't want to work these businesses that hard. So we can try to commercially look at this and try to increase the occupancy of those rooms. We want to manage it in a sort of business systemized and very commercial way. And then we also want to use revenue management tools and try to increase the room rates as well. So let's add another 10% on the room rates. So with that compounding, what does that give us as an increase in the overall turnover of the business? Yeah, 98%. So 50%. Plus the 20, plus the 10, we've got a 98% increase in turnover. So we kind of doubled the turnover by taking on this property and moving it forward. Um, the way we add those uh, 50%
2: extra rooms are converting the owner's accommodation, the uh, breakfast room, um, and the and sort of sit, yeah sitting room areas and things like that. Um, <clears throat> so why this strategy and why now? So I... If you look on Rightmove and you go either search on commercial or search at five-plus bedrooms, you'll find in in some sort of touristy towns that there'll be one or two, maybe more, um, bed and breakfasts or guest houses um, for, for sale. Um, they, we did a, um, a campaign up in Harrogate, and we got a 23 or 26% response rate uh, from our letter campaign. So... There's definitely people who are, if they're not actively selling their properties, then they are definitely open for negotiations um, and talking to them. <clears throat> but uh, they're typically an under, undervalued asset um, with limited buyers. Not that many people want to take on um, a property of this nature. Um, but they are often found in premium central locations. We've tried to find places that um, are walking distance to town, but they have parking and, and having that USP. For there. Um, the, one of the uh, extra benefits is, is existing C1 use class. So um, w- we know that we don't need planning permission. All we're doing is taking on the existing use and then we're just adding the value. Um, so no planning risk um, there. Um, very much a generational shift. So a lot of um, current bnB owners are um, baby boomers and they're getting to the stage now, sort of in their late 50s, early 60s, and they're Effectively trapped because they're getting this income and then when they want to go on holiday They have to close down their B&B and that stops their income there are some some uh, B&B owners that will will bring people in but they for what they're paying for someone else to run their B&B during that period they're not really making much in the way of of any profit from there so um, That's Where we're kind of seeing this? um, uh, Current um, trend at the moment with um, uh, baby boomers wanting to sell Um, it's very much established there's always going to be people visiting a town wanting to go to the restaurants wanting to go for one or two nights Um, we're typically uh, appealing to couples we don't um, we don't uh, uh, cater for families or or young children at the Belmont Um, and those can go in into the service departments that are already um, cropping up in in and around Harrogate Uh, but it's very much an established but perhaps outdated business model um, the vat threshold uh create, creates a, a glass ceiling for the operators so by um unless they're going to smash through that that, that, that that vat threshold um it's not it's not worth their extra time or effort so um where we're operating is a business um and at the moment we've got the um, fountains and the belmont um, and so we've very very quickly Gone through that that threshold, so we just now need to use that to our advantage um, going forward. Um, tied into point number um, four is you can uh, create create a flexible and um, creative acquisition structure opportunity. So there's a lot of um, a lot of the time they may have marketed their property, they may have been thinking about marketing it, but haven't actually got round to it. And then we have a conversation with them to say, look. What, what is it you want out of the deal? And all, quite often, all they want to do is stop cooking breakfast at 6.30 in the morning. And they just want to be able to go on holiday and not have the stress of running, um, running a B&B. Um, so you can use that to your advantage. Um, we uh, started out very much cash flow orientated um, and replacing our income, but through rent to sa And that was really, really effective Especially when we we're operating down in London. Um, however, we weren't benefiting um, we, we have a property uh, networking group, and the, the, the two big big cheeses in that, in that group, very much are capital growth um, uh, players. And that's where I see the long-term um, uh, benefits of, of property. So we made a conscious kind of decision in 2019 that we wanted to move from rent to SA in towards owning the actual properties um, and so this strategy uh, creates that balance of cash flow and the capital growth. A lot of BNB owners are potentially uh, well not, not as technology savvy and they've not embraced technology um, so we can use that with all the experience we've gained from operating remotely to operate a systemized um, uh, apart hotel. And then a lot of the time, and COVID has actually helped us with this. People don't want that face-to-face interaction, or, or our our target demographic don't want that. So they are more than happy with a smart lock, entry code. They just go into their room, and 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 that's that's it, really. Um, sometimes we'll have a couple of reviews where it's like, oh, there's no one here to greet me. Um, but we're kind of using the the COVID to to our advantage by saying, look, it's it's much safer now because. If you had a, a guest house owner who was greeting at sort of 10, 10 people a day um, over the course of two weeks, that they could have, if they um, caught COVID um, without being, um, having any symptoms, then they could have passed that on to um, all the other guests. Um, and that business traveler um, that's trying to fill in those midweek bookings with two to four night bookings is really the, the crux. Of, it's, it's very easy where we're operating to fill at the weekends but getting that, um, those, those midweek bookings um, is really key for us. Um, so how we go about doing this then, um, the first stage is to acquire the, um, the property. So uh, we'll, we'll scan um, through on Rightmove, uh, looking on both um, uh, commercial and residential sides of, of Rightmove. We'll also just scour booking.com, see where the tired b and are that have got the lower reviews, um, and then you can get pretty much 99% of them have got their own website, so you've instantly got their um, contact details. Um, most of the time, they have their name on there as well. And then you can um, do a letter campaign um, to them, and it's a, a pretty much a very personalised uh, letter campaign. Um, and then the refurb. So looking at the areas where you can um, add that value, and we will minimum of uh, a 50% uplift in property. In, in the number of rooms so if and that kind of limits us to probably more, no more than 20 um sort of 15 to 20 rooms existing because as a percentage we're not getting that uplift um, from uh, converting the owner's accommodation and then um, we'll then look to operate that for 9 to 12 months uh, growing the occupancy growing the reputation um, and the valuation that we will get for the commercial valuation will be a multiple of EBITDA, and that multiple can be anything from 6 to 14. So if it was the Hilton operating, then you're likely to get a valuation that is a 14 times multiple. If it's um, just Joe Bloggs, then it's, it will be down a, a, a 6 multiple. So that's where we're try, really, really trying to build Harrogate Stays to be this um, the, the brand. And then working with local restaurants and bars to get offers so that we can pass those on to our guests. And then that builds in the nature so that they will um, keep coming back to Harrogate stays. So saying 10% off at various restaurants and bars. Um, And then we'll go through the refinance. So um, refinance on that commercial basis, having demonstrated the uplifting value. So we've uplifted the the actual property itself, and then um, we've got the the, the numbers to back it up over a nine to 12 month um, period. On there um, what this strategy is not so I'm very conscious and um, anyone that's that we've done mentoring I'm, I'm very kind of open and honest about um, right it's not it's not as easy as it's sometimes made out so this strategy is not passive it's not get rich quick it's not set and forget um, yeah uh, it's no it's not no money down it's not necessarily easy um, uh, it 's not for technophobes and it 's not for those easily offended so sometimes i 've had, I've had a, a review a couple of two, five out of ten reviews since we 've opened the Belmont. One person said the room was basic, and I was livid <laughs> and then another another chap said that we um, didn 't have a fire escape um, when we followed uh, to the letter all the advice from the um, fire safety and we actually um, he, he left his review on the Sunday. Uh, we got the fire, Yorkshire fire and rescue out the following day. They checked it and confirmed there were absolutely no issues. But I can't get rid of his five out of ten uh, review, which is uh, infuriating. So, um, the other day, this was a couple of weeks ago, we did a house swap, um, with my wife's cousin, um, uh, and we were staying on a houseboat and we were out kayaking and, um, got a conversation, uh, so, sorry, got an alert through on we had a big group. Uh, they booked five rooms um, traveling from Israel. I'm not sure if you're aware, but Israel's pretty much um, up there in terms of everyone's been vaccinated. Um, they uh, were due to travel first week in August. They had to swap uh, their dates uh, to come forward a week. Um, and I got this while I was kayaking. Uh, so it's, when I say it, it's not passive, um, ideally, we want to get to a stage where someone else is, is fielding these conversations, but at the moment, Um, I feel I'm best placed to do this. So messaged him back on Booking.com. Yes, I think we can juggle some bookings around to make this work. Uh, Give me five minutes and try and work it out. So said to Jen, look, you just look after the kids. Make sure they don't fall in whilst I got my phone out. Had a look on Booking.com. Sorry, on Beds24, which is our channel manager. Uh, Messaged the guest on WhatsApp business. So, um, again, free tool. It really, really good in terms of you, you can have a whole catalog of your rooms that are available, um, and you, have, you can have um, pre, uh, like short short links for messages. So quickly messaged him, and then we were able to plug this gap, um, For and, and I said we can only do four rooms, um, but then uh, we got the direct booking uh, just over £3,000. We saved um, fi- £550 in um, booking.com commissions, and then we got a five-star Google review out of it. As well. Um, but what this strategy is then, it's first and foremost, uh, don't need to uh, preach to you guys, but it's a hospitality business, um, so really good for cash flow. Um, it's a sales and marketing business, so we're, we're trying to build that following um, to increase the multiple that's going to be used in the um, commercial valuation uh, to get uh, and also drive more direct bookings uh, for better profit. And then uh, thirdly, it's a property business, so we'll benefit from. Uh, the longer-term capital growth and the bricks-and-mortar valuations. It is time-intensive initially. It's relentless at first, um, and I wouldn't advise it for beginners. Um, There's a lot of moving parts, and things can go wrong, and when they go go wrong, they they go wrong quite quickly. Um, However, it's still scalable um, once you've ironed out those creases, and um, we feel that we're at that stage now. Um, to be able to take on uh, another property very similar to the Belmont and then do exactly um, what we've done um, systemized we're pretty much there we're just trying to work out now how to automate the linen ordering um, so that try, trying to get the data from uh, beds 24 into an Excel spreadsheet which will automatically go to the linen company um, so that's um, and we try and do kind of one thing a week um, on the on the business um, to, to get to uh, a really um, automated Um, product. And then um, at the right time, uh, it will be sellable to the right buyer. Um, So if you'd like to know more or get involved in any future projects, get in touch um, with us. Uh, So we're um, fairly active on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, So Harrogate Stays at Harrogate Stays and Inhot Properties at Inhot Property on those, or you've got the email addresses there. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. You can also follow me on social media and YouTube by searching The Property Soldier. Also check out my website www.propertysoldier.co.uk where you can learn even more about property investing and serviced accommodation.